You're joining Molly and Jody as we talk with folks about creativity in Plains Country, what it is and why it matters that we're here doing it. And this is Place Well Tended. Welcome, everybody. Molly and I are super excited for this episode of Place Well Tended, where we have Becky Tomac, and she has an amazing business and design company called OG's Design. We're so excited to talk to her and hear her story. So Becky, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So you, your style is recognizable. Where, uh, wherever I see it, I know that that's Becky's work there. And it's you know, it's throwback. It's got that 70s vibe. Um, I love that. So tell us about, first of all, like your day-to-day life. Who's Becky? And, and then tell us about the roots of OG's design. Sure. Yep. Well, I live outside of Sturgis in Bucksburg, and I've been here for about um, seven, eight years. And then before that was in Piedmont, like moved to the hills mm-hmm after I did my internship in 04. So I did my marketing internship at the Sertoma Butterfly House. And I was kind of like laid on board with that. So I actually, that was like, I basically graduated, then did the internship, finished that, and then moved to the hills, like thinking I'd probably, you know, find a job here, end up here, want to be here, like, or wanted to start looking here, I guess. And I got a couple full-time jobs, and did that. And then on the side, always kind of did freelance work, and mm-hmm. but didn't really like it. <laughs> yeah. It was just more of like, the way I got to do the design work that I wanted to do, because I wasn't yeah. getting to really do that with my full time job yet. And then I started doing um, greeting cards, and did a local like fair with my sisters. And after that, I listed them on Etsy and started my Etsy shop. So that's basically what I started with was greeting cards and then just kind of expanded from there. Was one of your first designs that I think the very first time I came across your work was maybe in South Dakota magazine. And it was like a um, red and black buffalo plaid state with a heart. Yeah. If I'm remembering right. Is that? Would yep, that have been some first, of your- um, the first like <clears throat> South Dakota local design that I did? Mm-hmm. So I started, I had that first on a postcard and okay. then printed that. That was my first shirt that I screen printed too. So yeah, that was my first like South Dakota based design. Yeah. Okay. And that would have been in. Oh, uh, that was probably around 07, 07, 08. Kind of started with. Like it was my I love you more than cards that I had done that were basically like Valentine cards. It was like, I love you more than pickles. Mm. I love you more than cheese. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, I had basically just done their greeting cards because I knew I wanted to make cards for the fair. But that's not really what I wanted to design Mm -hmm. (laughs) either. But what it's what I started with. So did you know it was fun to do that show with my sisters? So, oh, yeah, it was a good way to start. Did you have in mind then when you were doing the I Love You More Than series, what you did want to create? Did you already kind of have that in, in mind? Um, A little bit. Like I knew at the time, like I had been going to Colorado 
and would mm-hmm. go, you know, just on different like hiking trips or whatever, go to Denver and go to some concerts and would always find all these cool souvenirs from like different independent designers there that were like, mm-hmm. you know, cool Colorado ones or local mm-hmm. like Fort mm-hmm. Collins, like local designs. Like, mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, something that I thought that was really neat that we didn't see or I didn't see in South mm-hmm. Dakota. I saw the same designs that were at like the Keystone gift shops that were there when I was little. And I was just like, I want to do something like in my design style, something modern, you know, something, something cool for people to come to South Dakota and get and that, Mm -hmm. you know, we should be proud of our state too and show that off. So. Absolutely. I would say it was kind of in the middle of doing that. Like I knew I wanted, like I started with greeting cards and I knew then started doing like the South Dakota greeting cards, but knew I wanted to expand also the product line from doing that. Mm-hmm. It seems like the timing of that was like spot on. That that is the window where, and yeah, maybe like, credit maybe credit to you, but really local, um, yeah, homegrown like, kind of design, right? Right, like local got really big. Like the push for mm-hmm. buying local, for mm-hmm. yeah, for promoting local artists instead of mm-hmm. like you know big name and more social media starting too. Where sure. I think like you wanted to see like, you know, the artist process and you wanted to know, like people started caring about like what your story was or who these people were, you mm-hmm. know, making things instead of just going into like having everything that everyone else had. I think like you started mm-hmm. seeing more individual stuff coming out. Right. Right. And even um, individual kind of things about a place, right? Like South Dakota yeah. gear. Right kind of yeah. that idea yep. got right before then yep. you're right it was it was what you'd find at keystone which no shame on that but that right. it was it's been the same since right you know, it was forever. just there it like that was your only option <laughs> like you either get that stuff or or you know mm-hmm. that was it so yeah. yeah yeah and i think it was like really in that time then you started seeing like just a lot more artists and a lot more options for for local things like that yeah. Hmm. Something I love, Becky, that you do is you bring South Dakota verbiage into into your design. So you you know, and that like OGs, that's um mm-hmm. part of it. That's something people say. And just you are grasping some of the the way we talk. And mm-hmm. you bring that in and then you put those little creative spins on that. Tell me about that. Like, do you kind of, do you collect phrases in your head and <laughs> jot that down or uh, how do you come it's up funny with cause so, yeah, things. sometimes I do like, I hear something and I'm like, oh, that is so South Dakota. <laughs> like I should like find a way to make that work on something. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then other times it's more like I have the product in mind that I want to do. And then I Mm -hmm. like, then I work on like copy. I think that would be fun Mm -hmm. or the design Mm -hmm. concept that would be fun for Mm -hmm. that product. And that would, you know, of course like fit in with South Dakota Mm -hmm. and OGs came like, that was an expression my mom said all the time. So that, and I thought that fit like, especially like the greeting cards really well, like to Mm -hmm. stick with that Mm -hmm. as a, as a brand name. And then I just, yeah, I wanted to keep it and Mm -hmm. keep going with that name. 
And my my dad's expressions were all stuff that you shouldn't repeat. <laughs> there was moms that were like gonna... really PC. So <laughs> Go ahead, the B side might be for a brand name. The yeah. B side might be interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so some of you know, so like okay, so I have my she's a beaut, which I love with yeah. Bear Butte, the silhouette of Bear Butte, and then but you got the play on words of of B-E-A-U-T instead of B-U-T-T-E. But those of us that know, like we know this silhouette. So this totally grasps like into Mm -hmm. the local, um, yeah, it's like. Yeah. And I wasn't sure like how many people would get right away because I didn't want to come out and say Bear Butte. Like that was one of the first things I want when I promoted it. I wanted people to get that. I was like, are yeah. they going to get that at Spare Butte? And it, like, they did. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people got that. And even like, it surprised me because like doing East River, people knew mm-hmm. it was Spare Butte and like they oh. had done that hike and recognized mm-hmm. that and everything. And th- and it's funny that on Etsy, I sell them, you know, and I'll ship one, like, let's say Nevada, you know, and I'm just like, do they know it's Spare Butte? Or are they just <laughs> like, he's a butte. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, in my head, yeah, they know. It's Bear Butte. They like Bear yeah. Butte. <laughs> it's, it's clever. It's very yeah. clever. So, so you, tell us about Etsy, you know, you, you because that's all over the place. Yeah. So I guess I started with that just because it was one in like 07 when I started, it was one of the first like marketplaces around mm-hmm. and things available that I could use. And mm-hmm. um, it's just worked for me. I think it's because mm-hmm. I'm more of a niche. Like I'm not jewelry, which it has tons of storefronts, you know, like I'm South Dakota items, like Mm -hmm. there's, and then when you add like the keywords on with what I do, you know, to like a South Dakota, like patch hat or something like that, Mm -hmm. it's really like, it's a pretty niche market, I think. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, and I think being on there for a long time too has Mm -hmm. helped me still being Mm -hmm. able to be found in search and that it's still mm-hmm. just, it works for me. And I'm not the best digital. So I did have a website, separate website at one time. And it was just really hard to keep updating mm-hmm. and doing all the work on. And And I've looked mm-hmm. into other stuff with like shopping carts. And I've just sticked with Etsy, I guess, for now, because yeah. it's it's worked. So Yeah, all that background stuff is there for you already. People know the that that's where they find you. Yeah. The other thing, I've never had anyone say that they've had any issues with it either. So I just, I haven't, I haven't changed it. Mm-hmm. I think if I would have started initially with my own website, that would have been the best thing to keep updating. But now it's like, I'm this far into it that starting all the way over just seems like a lot of work and a lot of time mm-hmm. that I don't know mm-hmm. if I have can do, you know. Sure. It comes down to choices, right? Like, yeah. Where yep. do you want to spend your time? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do I want to be able to have some more like time to work on design or just completely work and update a website? So. Right. Um, do you have places that permanently have your work storefronts? Uh, yeah. I wholesale to several different locations. Um, Harriet and Oak in Rapid City. And mm-hmm. um, Spearfish Green Bean are two of probably, and Minor Brewery are two of my, mm. or three of like the longest places that I've been in. I had um, greeting cards in like more of the winery part, 
at Prairie sure. Berry. And then when I started doing the other items, switched over to minor, got mm-hmm. stuff in there so that they've carried hats for, yep, mm-hmm. since I started making them. So well, yeah, that just seems really like a natural fit. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Really good location. So they always have, a, they do like two or three different styles, but they've kept something in stock since, since I started making them. So nice. And then Harriet Noak and Green Bean, they um, both, they carry a pretty wide range for like compared to other little, like I'll have a couple little shops. that will just take some stickers but those guys always have like some shirts, hats, stickers, have a wider mm-hmm. selection of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you do all of it yourself? Like, do you do your, I know I've seen on um, Instagram and stuff, some of your process. Do you do your own silk screening, your own imprinting? I don't or- do my screen printing. I go through um, a local shop in Spearfish for screen okay. printing. So yep, I go through them. I get, and then I have um, the embroidered patches made. And then those, I manually have a heat press that I press onto. Okay. And, do that. and that's kind of a fun process. You know, I'm actually like hands-on one compared to like everything digital that I do, you know, besides like the sketching or anything. So I kind of enjoy mm-hmm. that, like making the tags and pressing the hats and like getting to, you know, not just sit at a desk or Mm-hmm. at a screen. So that part is nice. How do you keep yourself fresh in what you're creating? I mean, I recognize like the shirt that you've got on right now. I recognize, I think it's probably been pretty widely well received, right? Yeah, That's mm-hmm. one that I see out in the world a lot. And yet I would yeah. assume as a designer, you're always like, okay, but what, what do I do next? How do you balance mm-hmm. getting your product out, but also trying to always come up with new things. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question. And it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I guess I have, um, I try to set, so I have the goal of trying to get at least one new hat design out in the spring and then in the fall and the winter, try to do a new shirt. So I kind of have that in mind and then like do different sketches or have the different thought process, like, of like different things to pick of, of which I think I'm going to go with, I Mm -hmm. guess. Like, and yeah, for inspiration of where they come from is to just, I don't know, you know, yeah. Like Jody said something I hear someone say, or if I'm out hiking and see, see something, you know, like it might just come to me and then I guess work from that idea into something that I can either like visualize on a hat, and as a good hat or sticker design or something that fits more of like a shirt design better. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then to still keep like, to still have my aesthetic in it and still have that retro mm-hmm. vibe. And then, yeah. And I want to stay with like South Dakota local items. Like, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard to keep, especially as I keep going. Cause it's been, you know, <laughs> several years. So. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just, yep. I guess. I don't know. It's just. It just pops in. It's just there. <laughs> and hopefully well, and it keeps happening. Is there a balance in not putting too many new things out because you want people to recognize, right? Right. Your yeah. brand and what it is yeah. you're doing. And if you're just always coming out with new things, there's never a time to just, for people to just wrap their head around what OG's design really looks like. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Like, and I just, it just being me, you know, I didn't want to put out or I, you know, don't have the time to really put out, you know, like a seasonal catalog, you know, and then have that all be 
like discounted at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't do that. So I want to create, you know, like maybe if they are a little bit more higher end, like in the souvenir category, but something that Mm -hmm. will still like still stick around and nothing too trendy that I can still have after, you know, several years and that people will still want and, Mm -hmm. you know, not be completely out of style or something, you know, that looks like it's definitely from 2020, you know, that someone in 2023 is going to be like, that's three years ago. I don't want Mm -hmm. that. So, Mm -hmm. and I think like just the simple like illustrator style that I use, like helps with that, like helps it keep, give it more of like a classic look. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. not too trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very retro to me when I think your retro style is very seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of maybe early eighties, especially with the color schemes. <clears throat> yeah. But you see a lot of, um, not even totally sure of the time frame, early nineties, maybe right. Where you have a lot yeah. of neon colors and those really like the caboodle boxes. Do you remember yeah. those with those yep. particular colors? Do you feel mm-hmm. like, that's a a direction you have to go because that is getting back in the mainstream More or pop- popular. Well, yeah. and then, then I feel like though, almost the opposite, everyone else is going that way. Like, mm-hmm. because they were like for a little bit more, like five, seven years ago, it was more like everything was starting to look like the retro Mm-hmm. colors and scheme that I was using right. and that was annoying to me because <laughs> I was <laughs> like no I don't want it to be in that yeah. much like I don't <laughs> want to see it everywhere so now yeah. I'm kind of enjoying that it's going more of like the 90s early 2000s way because that's it's making my stuff still look a little bit more different so mm-hmm. I, I mean and I do love those colors and I love the designers that are are working with those like it's fun to see but I don't know if I'll really if I'll really go that direction or not yeah yeah what is your most popular item uh I would say the two-tone brown the Sodak camp logo hat (laughs) that has still been and that was the first patch and hat design that I did and I would still say that that's probably the still the most popular one I sell like wholesale and online mm-hmm. like every year. And and I do, I really love that. That was like the color scheme that I wanted to go with from before I even knew like what I was going to do. I knew I wanted to do like the orange sunset colors and then mm-hmm. brown. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to make, have a brown hat, brown shirt, whatever it was. So You also use Sodak, and I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about this. Um, my grandma would always, uh, well, this was back in post office days. They would, um, mm-hmm. the abbreviations for states wasn't necessarily two letters, right? It was yeah. Whatever. Yep. For South Dakota, it was Sodak. And um, I still remember getting letters from grandparents, and that's how they would that's how yes. they would write the address. Yeah. And there's something very, it's not retro, but there's something very um, old school and, and childhood based about that. You were one of the first places that I saw using Sodak. And as soon as I thought, I'm, I thought, yep, that makes sense. Like that just clicked in my head yeah. as a South Dakotan, mm-hmm. right? Like 
what what took you there? I mean, you've, your shirt says SD. I know you do some other things that are SD, mm-hmm. but Sodak is really, I feel like, your main vein. Is there yeah. a reason you went that way? Well, I had had, so like different, like those seed books, memo books, and like mm-hmm. having notebooks that my dad and grandpa would get and just mm-hmm. different, um, like they had bowls that were like lemon co-op. And that always had Sodak. Mm-hmm. All those items had Sodak yeah. on it or SDAC. That was another one oh, that yeah. was on everything. And I just like, I saw that and I had, um, dad had a Pioneer pen that he gave me and it had like, um, I think it was Morristown, Morristown Sodak. And I just thought like designing in the retro, I knew, and that was like, besides the South Dakota Buffalo check one, then that was my second design that I wanted to do something Sodak with it. And and it wasn't being used by anyone that, cause I was mm-hmm. looking like when I saw mm-hmm. that, I'm like, I really want to do that. So I was like, I'm going to make a product using Sodak. And it wasn't on anything in, you know, that I had seen locally anywhere. So, and I just thought it fit the way my design style. And for sure. Yeah. And then it was, yeah, accepted, you know, like really well, like people, I think more like my age and older, got it like knew that mm-hmm. it was like an older mm-hmm. reference like some people mm-hmm. thought it was something new like had asked like how I thought of it I'm like oh no that is not you know that's not <laughs> my idea and that was like someone had asked if I was going to copyright it and I'm like I'm I'm not copywriting Sodak because that was something that was used by our state and by state tourism like in the 20s like it's I don't think it's something that should be copyrighted like, I don't think it belongs to any certain artist mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. that it should. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's but very yeah, nostalgic. I just always thought like it yeah, or on like letters and stuff like that, like things that mm-hmm. people had signed, had seen like, you know, the handwritten yeah. like SODAC or SDAC on stuff. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it doesn't anyone would say it, though. You know, you never really mm-hmm. heard it. No, it's not something you'd say. Right. That would be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, it was all kind of just at the same time. Like I knew I wanted to do like local products and then had that like, you know, collection of old stuff and had always seen that. And then just, I'm not sure when it was, but I was just like, I'm going to use that on the first like hat design that I do. It's a, it seems like a moment of, of aligning your style, your interests, things that are kind of in the cultural mindset, right? I mean, I'm looking at the mm-hmm. brown and yellow behind you. I'm like, they just it's just all of it to get, together yeah. in one spot. You nailed it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just stuff that's always been, that I've seen and been interested in, I guess. And, then, mm-hmm. and it just happened to work for me that I was able to find a way to make it work for me. And do something mm-hmm. that I love and enjoy. So. so Becky, you you just referenced those those like those calving books, you know, that said so lemon mm-hmm. sodak on them and stuff. Tell us about where you grew up and you know, as a kid, where what did you create? Were you creative as a kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so we did um, I grew yeah. up south of Keldron on a okay. ranch. So, and it was my grandpa and grandma's and then we lived like across the road from them. And then eventually when they retired, like we moved into their house when they moved to town, mm-hmm. but yep, was there and my parents still ranch there and go back whenever I can to help them. 
But yeah, so grew up there and, you know, was active in 4-H. So we did 4-H cat or like 4-H mm-hmm. crafts along with like showing calves and mm-hmm. had, we would get a few sheep too, just to show just for mm-hmm. the summer. So that was always fun. But yeah, did crafts for that and then was always, you know, active in like art in school. So mm-hmm. did those classes and more like more drawing, I would say, just always drew and colored pictures you know made you know cards like 10 for mother's day for mom and then she'd say make them for grandma because <laughs> she'd have too many so then we'd make like 10 for grandma and run them across the road and give them all to her oh I love it but yeah always grew up and just yeah always had like yeah making something doing crafts mm-hmm. yeah a lot of stuff like that and then, so you did art classes in high school. Yeah. Yep. And basically it was just, um, art It was just art. <laughs> so there wasn't yeah. like anything specific you could right. go into like painting right. or drawing. So it was right. just, be kind of like a combination of whatever mm-hmm. we do. We do worked on like some pointillism. We had some airbrushing that we got to oh. do. So that was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it took as much like as many art electives as I could and just yeah, just to have that class. And by the time like you were in senior, it was more like you got to um pick the projects you were interested in and just tell the teacher and then he'd approve and say mm-hmm. like you could work on that instead of being on like an entire class project. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. And then um when you went to school, what was that so route? I went to um majored in mass comm and then emphasized in advertising. And I knew because I was thinking that I wanted to do copyright for ads. Like I just loved ads and would collect all old like magazine ads and just loved like a really good tagline. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do. But then started doing more of the classes and realized like that was like really big media ad firms that you would have to go work in to just be a copywriter for. And that was like the exact opposite thing I wanted to be and where I wanted to be. Like I didn't want to be in a big city or Mm -hmm. work at a big firm. So Mm -hmm. and then started getting into um, more of the classes, like learning more about like the, like graphic design, computer graphics Mm -hmm. end of it. And just really got drawn to that and started taking those classes. I think it was like sophomore year. And by the time, like, I knew more that that's what I wanted to do. If I would have switched majors, I would be there another three years. So I just didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't uh, switch. I just, yeah. I just minored in it and took yeah. the classes that I could. But I yeah. kind of knew, like, after graduating that that was the end I was, like, going to mm-hmm. go towards. So that I was going to, like, creative end of it. So have you had to... um teach yourself I mean I assume most of the work that you're doing is on on the computer you're not Mm -hmm. doing things mostly by hand do you have to continually teach yourself do you feel like that prepared you to do the work you're doing uh yeah and I think it's just mainly like is using the programs like that is the most helpful thing that you can do Mm -hmm. I think is just sitting down and using it and getting it getting to know the programs and yeah finding what works for you and the way you use them. And I wouldn't say, I mean, there's new features that come out with illustrator and everything. And I use, you know, use a few of them, but I would say more like, you know, once you get like your process down or what works for you, it's kind of, that has always been the, 
the same way that I design or continue to use the programs. Mm -hmm. But the first full-time job that I did, I did screen print separations. So it wasn't like we would get the finished art and it was like paintings that they had like scanned in. So it wasn't digital art. So it'd be turning that into, Mm -hmm. you know, like whatever hundreds of colors into Mm -hmm. our like seven color press or whatever we Mm -hmm. could do. So it'd be like pixel by pixel in Photoshop, selecting everything and then taking all that into illustrator and like laying out those layers and like creating like the um, registration marks putting the Pantone type on and like just doing that, like taught me so much more about Photoshop and Illustrator than I had ever known, like Mm. using them in class. Cause it was all more like, I think it was basically just cause there it was like the design end of it, like sit down, play Mm -hmm. in the program. It wasn't Mm -hmm. really how they can function, you know, or what like you can actually do with that. And that like, that taught me a lot with the programs or just maybe more like, shortcuts like that you can do Mm -hmm. when you're in them so made made things a lot easier because yeah when you and that was I mean you know eight hours a day just sat there in photoshop selecting pixels and (laughs) you kind of get used to (laughs) get used to the programs when you're using them that much where did you do that Becky that was at Sturgis Bike Week okay okay yeah yeah and did that for about two, two year, two, three years. Sure. Was there. Okay. Yeah. Well, Sturgis is the capital of t-shirts. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, yeah. yeah. And that was the other thing, like, got to know, like, you know, like we would set up designs on like the manual press and work mm-hmm. out color. So that's, I mean, it really, you know, taught me a lot of things about like, you know, the process of today of like how I want, like what format Mm -hmm. and what works Mm -hmm. best for, Mm -hmm. for shirts or for embroidery and what my options are going to be. And like, you know, even what the, you know, like printing presses are capable of doing. Mm -hmm. So seeing that before I was even really getting to design for it, like Mm -hmm. helped, really Mm -hmm. helped a lot. Good experience to have. Yeah. Even though it wasn't getting to do design work but yeah yeah I love how you've taken all of these like ingredients from all of your experiences and then brought them into creating your work today Mm -hmm. and making that work for you and the work that you want to do and being authentically yourself in your work it's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah can I ask are you is um OG's design full-time for you now it is. Yep. I went, um, it'll be two years in like the middle of October that I've Okay. Talk it. about that. Is that terrifying? How, how do, how does one go from yeah. playing with little designs, right? To mm-hmm. making well, your own full-time work. And then, so then after this, like, like before I went full-time, I was at Legend Suspensions for 10 years, like doing graph design for them. And that like, and then doing OGs basically on the weekends and I work four tens, mm-hmm. So that did help. So I would have mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday to do stuff. And mostly like all day Friday was always spent like on OGs stuff, but it just gradually got to be where like it was taking more than just my, you know, three day weekends and to get, you know, then you have life that you want to like actually do mm-hmm. something 
mm-hmm. <laughs> besides yeah. work too. So it just, yeah, it just got to be to the point where I wasn't having enough time to do what I wanted to do with OGs. And I was just getting burnout from doing, you know, design for someone else for 40 weeks. You don't want to yeah. come home and sit on the computer and do it anymore. Like you want to yeah. just be done with it. And, and I, yeah, things were like, I was expanding more product line was getting more wholesale clients. So it was all just kind of, plus I kind of knew, um, things that were going on with like my workplace and direction that my boss was going, that it was just all kind of like, all just kind of happened at the same time. And was just, mm-hmm. I got lucky, like good timing that I think like that I could make it work and felt comfortable trying it. And I mean, it was always a goal. And I mean, my boss, I would say knew that probably from day one that I was, you know, would want to do things on my own. And he had always, mm-hmm. you know, helped me and pushed me to do that. So I think, yeah, like it just took, took a while to get there or feel comfortable when I was ready to say, I'm going to go full time and try it, but it was just a good time to do it. So far it's worked. So (laughs) (laughs) I just, I want to try to pay the bills. Like if I can make it month by month, I'm like, (laughs) try not to look too long term. Like, yeah. Don't don't think about what you have to do in five years, like make it this month. <laughs> did you, so the, my, my question is, was that a scary move? And then did you have some support? Like, do you have um, a financial advisor, an accountant, some, or to help you strategize this? Or do you just bite the bullet and go? I just, yeah, it was just kind of just go for it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. give it a try and see if mm-hmm. I can do yeah. it. And um, I knew like working up to it full time that I was wanting to do this. So I had um, like saved a little to go, you know, sure. that I knew at least I could be like comfortable and have a bubble for a while. Like, mm-hmm. you know, expecting that even if it like completely everything just stopped that I'd still be okay for a little bit. So mm-hmm. I had done that and I don't use any um, accountant. I go on um, the SBA website and use a lot of their resources, mm-hmm. like just articles they have. Mm-hmm. And I probably should, I should get an accountant. <laughs> I know I should. <laughs> That would probably help things. Maybe I wouldn't have to, I could live like, could think maybe two months ahead. (laughs) No, No, you, you seem to have, you seem to have a pretty good um, plan and system and yeah. Yeah. yeah, All of that's working. Yeah. It it works. I just try. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe not just, just don't try to think about it too much. (laughs) Is is the strategy. (laughs) What about creatively? Jody and I often talk, well, we talk with one another about this all the time, but we talk about it with a lot of guests too. How do you keep your creative juices flowing? And um, do you ever feel like, or think, why do I, why am I doing this? Right. Sort of that um, question of why we create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I Is that ever like, attention? Just, Anything I do outside, I would say, you know, even if it's not really like, like specifically like inspiring a certain design or whatever, it just like, I don't know, clears your Mm -hmm. head, Mm -hmm. like makes you, makes you feel better. Like you're, you know, if you're just 
like nothing's working, just take a break, go outside, get some fresh air and can usually just, you know, feel better about whatever it is Mm -hmm. that's going on. You know, if you're in a block or just can't get anything done, just take a break and go outside. And that just has always helped. Like, and I don't know, like maybe eventually, like, you know, if it's specifically keeping everything creative, I think maybe that's just it. If you're, if you're happy with what you're doing or where you're at, you know, I think maybe that's, that has always made it easier for me to create and want to work on things. Like Mm -hmm. I've had way more time now to go outside, like have my dog can take my dog on walks. And it's just, I've come up with, you know, way more design ideas in the last couple of years that I've wanted to do, I think maybe just cause like the time is there and I'm comfortable and it's not being focused on work for someone else. And just when I'm going to have time, not so stressed out about it, I would say. Yeah. So like that has helped the creativity a lot. Just mm-hmm. having, just having time mm-hmm. to make it happen. Not worried about like, okay, I've got Friday night for three hours right to make like something happen in like not so stressed out about it like letting it happen more than worrying about like when it needs to happen so creating on a timeline yeah 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 Yeah, that always just seems like it and I'm you know I'm pretty still pretty good at procrastinating (laughs) when I need to do stuff like if it is turning in getting stuff done by a certain deadline but I think that's just it like I think I'll probably still just keep working on it until that deadline anyways Mm -hmm. because I mean until it's there I don't know if I'll really you know feel like it's finished if I start on anything too early or like spend too long on it it's like it's I don't know. It -hmm. works the opposite for Mm -hmm. me. I was just thinking about that yesterday. I have a a project that I'm collaborating on with someone and I said, you know, in three weeks, I'll have this bit to you. Mm -hmm. And it's been a week and a half, close to two weeks, and I haven't started. Right. And I'm not worried about it. Right. I should be. But yeah. I'm not. I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll get right. to it. I'll get to it. But I think mm-hmm. at the same time, it's back there percolating, right? I don't, you don't even know right. that you're percolating. Right. Yeah. Yep. And like, and when you sit down to do it, you'll probably be ready to do it, mm-hmm. you know, or know right. what kind of the direction you're going instead mm-hmm. of like sitting down with completely, you know, no thought and then trying to make, make something come of that is right. really hard to do. Right. Yeah. I love going for walks too, Becky, and and find that that's something that I have to do just if, if yeah. I'm like a creative block or just, you know, too much. And just to function. Yeah. Yeah. You just go for yeah. that walk. And then there will be something that just kind of resets your brain, opens up some creativity. Mm-hmm. And part of it, do you feel like there's an appreciation for just some of that simplicity of where you are and oh yeah. In the, yeah whether it's in the black hills or whether it's back home up you know up in that north north country mm-hmm. those are oh yeah definitely i just think, yeah just mm-hmm. the the space and like mm-hmm. no distraction getting mm-hmm. away from that so it's just mm-hmm. yeah 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 that definitely helps 
So Place Well Tended is is about creativity in Plains Country and like the love of a place and what we bring to that place, the way we tend to it, how we're inspired by it. Um, can you tell us about your love for this location of South Dakota? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I just, I don't know. I love everything about it. I just, the, the hills, the trees, the -hmm. sunshine, just, Mm -hmm. and like, I can hike like the same trail and you're just like, you don't get tired of it. Mm -hmm. There's just always, always something new to see and something Mm -hmm. to take in. So Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. And I think it, that probably influences me more than, you know, like me, like I'm not like really drawing or designing landscapes, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's just like, that's what Mm -hmm. makes you feel creative, makes you feel like creating something, doing something. Hmm. You definitely capture it and bring it into your work in your unique way, whether it's something that represents the Black Hills or even like your t-shirt with the sun rays of South Dakota. Sunshine and sky is a big, mm-hmm. it's a big, we see, right. we see it all. We don't have a lot of trees yeah. except for in the hills. Yep. So there's that balance of, of that pine tree location, but also this just big wide openness of the right. prairie. Yep. Yeah, you really capture it. Yeah. And that's been a big thing. Like, being full-time too, I've been able to go back like and help my parents on the ranch. Like I was saying, and just mm-hmm. seeing like, yeah. you know, that's been like a whole new appreciation for that area. Like all the mm-hmm. pastures and prairies and plains where you just, yeah, you see forever. And yeah. then you can come to the Hills and you can just be like, if you want to in the middle of the trees where no one can hear you, like and where <laughs> you can get away and like, don't have to hear a motorcycle mm-hmm. if you want to. So yeah, it's just, it's good. Like, I love having both. I love having that, like, you know, one tree for five miles and then like thousands of trees. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good balance to go get to go back and forth from. So we like to end um, our, our conversations by asking your guests one question, which is, what is it that you believe you are here to do? Oh man. <laughs> that that's a big one, huh? It is kind of a big one, yeah. 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 Yep. I think it's just to show if I can, you know, to show other people like what what South Dakota has to offer offer or like, you know, what it can what this place can inspire people to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mm-hmm. that for me it's like combining the love of the place with the love of graph design so you know like if you can find what you want to do and what you love to do like you can still do that here it doesn't have to be in a big city it doesn't have to be you know anywhere else you can do that here mm-hmm. in South Dakota and find that and you know find something that you're passionate about and make it work and I guess yeah like if if I'm here to do that, maybe it's just, yeah, maybe it's just to pass on my passion for South Dakota. Hmm. That's great. That's Is really that good. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you get an A. <laughs> you do. You Are you reward oriented? Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have to have that. 
<laughs> thank yeah. you. Thanks so much. It was fun to be here. No, <laughs> you're great. Thank you, Becky. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We believe in creative work for the love of a place. Here's to doing our part to keep this place well tended. Know of someone you'd love to hear from? Send us your ideas. Want to find out a little more about one of our guests? Follow Place Well Tended on Instagram.